You were talking about how you didn't want to be a homeowner. Oh, no, no, no. How you didn't want to buy a house next door to me because you didn't want the flood thing. I was talking about how you have to have all the insurances, basement insurance, flood, sewage insurance, earthquake insurance, volcano insurance. And I was like, volcano insurance? I don't need fucking volcano and insurance. And I said, what if the super volcano in Yellowstone Park went off? And I was like, fuck that. That's not going to affect us. And I said... Yeah, well, we're supposed to be underneath the ash cloud. I was like, well, they used to sweep fucking ashes off the porch when we had nothing but steel mills in Youngstown. That was like a good thing for them. They enjoyed it. Here in Youngstown. Welcome back to the <laughs> Topher and Nixon Want to Have a Beer podcast. What you just heard, it wasn't the greatest conversation in the world. No, it was just a tribute. <laughs> oh my goodness, I wish that was our cold open. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so uh, this is a podcast where we uh, drink beer and we talk about whatever we want to talk about. And uh, the beer that I'm drinking right now is a Founders KBS, uh, again, as last episode, courtesy of our friend Bill, friend of the podcast. Gave me a six-pack, and uh, let me tell you, I've been really enjoying my stouts this year. Well, I'm going to be drinking the Noble Stein Pomenade again. I think I had this two episodes ago. Yep. Um, this is leftover from there, also from Bill. The Pomegranate Lemonade. Looking forward to it. It's going to good. Be- Noble Stein, Indiana, oh. Pennsylvania. Uh, former employee, Bill. Yeah, I think it still talks to them. Really good, uh, really good beer. Uh, decent enough person. <laughs> that was a weak ass pop. Yeah, it was mostly on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are you ready for this? <laughs> this is the Jack Black episode. Who knew? <laughs> but here we are. We didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. Somehow, here this we are. This is what happens when you make a uh, a tribute reference in your cold opening. <laughs> and then you just start talking about Tenacious D and also Jack Black movies. And then you go down the rabbit hole of things he's done on YouTube. So Wait, 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 wait. What, uh, what's Tenacious D? Tenacious D. Yeah. Uh, Tenacious D is a two-piece band for the most part, consisting of Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Oh well, I have two-piece suits, but I don't have name for the two pieces. Yeah, you do. Oh, I jacket do. and pants. Oh, like Jack Black, jacket black, and um. I mean, I guess you wear pants to cover up your gas, like Kyle Gass. Kyle pants. <laughs> 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 oh Jesus. <laughs> so. So Tenacious D is a weird one in my mind, because like when I was a kid, like when I was in like junior high, it was like, yeah, I know Jack Black. Jack Black's fun because Jack Black was that goofy fat dude. And I'm from, from School of Rock. Yeah. And I was also <laughs> the goofy fat dude who also liked rock music. <laughs> right. So uh, when uh, we had to do a project in like eighth grade on something, I had to make a poster board for something and I had to do clippings from magazines. And uh, um. So I took those clippings out and uh, had one where it's like, oh, Jack Black's in this. So I just took it out of there. And it was like, it was Tenacious D. It was him and Kyle. And I didn't know about the band at all. 
by put it on the poster board and put it up on the wall, whatever. And the teacher was like, oh, who did the Tenacious D thing? And I was like, I guess me. Raised my hand. I was like, oh, why are you pointing me out? I'm in eighth grade and I'm awkward and, and, your and I don't like, hear a, this. That's an HBO special that you probably shouldn't be watching. <laughs> it was literally a picture of... Uh, them drinking in like the back of a limousine, but she thought it was so cool, and I was like, uh, "You were cooler than me." Uh. Yeah, because I mean, Tenacious D started as like a, um, they had like a series on HBO. Oh wow! Yeah, all um, right. That can that predates um, the the Pick a Destiny movie, and like um, HBO again ahead of the game on television. Yeah, so I think like the the. The music video for tribute where they're like singing the song inside of like the uh the picture booth mm-hmm. i think that was from that was the original short from hbo Ooh, yeah how weird is that uh did they have the cut scene with dave grohl as the devil too? no that was before that oh yeah because well. there's two different versions of uh the music video neat yes there's one of my favorite bits of uh of tenacious d trivia where dave grohl played the uh the devil <laughs> at the crossroads yeah for, uh, pick a destiny yeah he also was beelzebub in pick a destiny oh really yeah oh yeah so like he's the one singing beelzebub's part yeah yeah and to my understanding i think he actually played drum set for the tribute album I think you're right, and I yeah. only say that like it's like a at the edge of memory that I have. It's like yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think that was one of the one of the random things he did while he was also like playing with like um, was it Queens of the Stone Age? He was playing with yep. there for a little bit, like yep. when he was thinking about quitting the Foo Fighters. Uh, so um, what's his name? Um, Holmes. What's his first name? Shit, the uh, lead singer yeah, slash lead guitar player of it. Yeah. Oh, this is really bad that it's having on recording that I'm trying to search for this. I want to say it's Jason or Justin. And I can't remember. It's Josh. Josh. There you go. It's a J name. We got. <laughs> you found I it. I think it's actually Josh Homie anyway. Yeah. But um, I was listening to this podcast talking about Queens of the Stone Age, and he's actually real protective over um, what he uses to... Um, file his sound through from his guitar uh-huh. like he's got a really specific system of like effects and pedals before it gets to the amp uh-huh. um and he's because he wants to be like this is my sound not no not anyone else's sound yeah exactly i roll for sure um <laughs> where it's like all right that's kind of douchey but at the same time it's like well it. it is a pretty good sound i feel like between them and Avenged Sevenfold, as far as guitar playing, they have the most purple sounding stuff. It's a very purple sound in my mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do the Eagles of Death Metal also have that purple sound? Because that, the... that's also him. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Eagles of Death Metal, I don't know. What I do know is uh, Them Crooked Vultures. Yeah. With the... him, Dave Grohl, and John Paul Jones. The Eagles of Death Metal tour um they were yeah. the, they were the band playing the uh the venue in paris during the terrorist attack oh wow so he doesn't tour with them like he never toured with them he just writes and records with them in the studio and then they hire someone else to go up and tour with them oh that's that's weird i yeah. wonder if he like lets the person that goes on tour for him like hey here's the secret as to my secret sauce of the sound <laughs> who's to say uh, he might not even play guitar in that band he might just be a singer oh maybe who's no but who, yeah, who would just sing in bands losers losers yeah, singing bands well. but yeah no um because he was in them crooked vultures and that was an interesting group because it was um it was 
Because that was him, Dave Grohl, and John Paul Jones, right? Yeah. Yeah, because then there was the other super group from that same time. It was Chicken Foot. Ooh, what was Chicken Foot? Oh, man. I remember the name. I can't remember. It had um, Michael Anthony from uh, Van Halen. Oh, wow. And I think it had, um, I think it was either Buckethead or Joe Satch, Satriani on guitar. Ooh. And then um, it was one of those two. Or it might even be Steve Vai. One of those three. They all sound the same sometimes to me. Mailman moment of the day. Um, so the route that I'm on right now downtown, um, the guy who's the regular on it, he's retiring probably this year. But um, every day he listens to an entire Joe Satriani album while he's preparing his route. Okay, that's fine. That, that's his like. That's his thing. He's been doing this for like 30 years. Yeah. And every day is just like, yeah, I'll just listen to Joe Satriani. But I think the drum set player is a dude from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, the dude who looks like Will Ferrell? Sammy Hagar sang, sings on it. Oh! <laughs> yeah. That, no, there we go. Yeah. No, I remember this uh, now. I, this is why I remember it. It's because of Sammy Hagar. Chicken foot. I'm actually uh, kind of a fan of Van Hagar. Um, I'm not. Uh, like I, They're not as good as Van Halen, but uh, Van Hagar has one really good song from the Power Rangers movie album. Um, what's it called? Uh, Dreams, I believe it's called Dreams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah we don't need That's that. That's the worst audio that will ever be on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but no, it was J- Joe Satriani on it, and wow. apparently the origin was in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Which... Oh, so they were probably drinking Cabo Wabo. Yeah, but yeah, no. Um, Steve, Vi- not Steve Vai. Joe Satriani is also the guy that uh sued Coldplay. Over um over what? Uh, what was that damn song? Um, not yellow. Don't don't say yellow. No, it's not yellow. It was the um, the really popular one with the like the video had the dude with the the hand bass drum. Oh, I have no idea. Um, I, I watched Coldplay music videos. <laughs> I wasn't on that level. Oh of my gosh, what was it? It was like one. It was like their super popular song, like in two thousand eight, two thousand seven. You're not talking about Viva La Vida, right? I am talking about Viva La Vida. Oh wow, that was later than that. That was like five years ago. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. Because I was, I remember specifically talking to um, Steve, the trombone player. Mm-hmm. Him, Dirty Steve. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, like Steve then? <laughs> the Black Steve. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from last names here. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and that it, would, it worked. It and worked. that would have either been 2008 or 2009. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, so, I mean, but yeah, no, they, they like, ripped ripped off uh, Joe Satriani real hard on that. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I think the song had something to do about flying. Uh, but if you listen to it, it's, like, not only chord progression, but, like, melody line is ripped off. It's, like, ooh, ouch. Yeah, it's, like, uh pretty intense speaking of uh melody melody lines being ripped off um i was listening to a podcast about like um the beginnings of nintendo stuff and how so many early nintendo developed games were like um just essentially ripping off anime at the time Mm -hmm. like totally ripping them off like down to the music like they had they played tracks that were intro tracks for animes mm-hmm. and two of them were literally like the first two levels of mario huh. like og mario like the first song literally started up and then it went like nice. off differently and like the actual mario theme went its other way 
but then the uh, the underworld that yeah that was like the groove for an entire song from an anime it was just that's hilarious yeah and it was like oh yeah so like so if that's ripping off then what coldplay did to joe satriani is basically like straight up on a scale from that to vanilla ice with ice ice baby ripping off under pressure how which which side of the spectrum is that so it would be like vanilla ice ripping off under pressure but sing but rapping the actual melody line from under pressure wow all right (laughs) 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 so it's like that except a little worse it's pretty intense that is pretty rough yeah (laughs) But anyway, so this is a Jack Black episode, <laughs> and we're talking about Tenacious featuring D. Nintendo. We're talking about Tenacious D. Um, as far as like that goes for me, there's a distinct memory in my mind from when I got the tribute album, and let me like tell the, you, the the album from the name of the album is Tribute. Okay, so it? it's, it's their actual album, not like the Pick a Destiny album. Right. Okay. Right. So it's technically their second album because I think the Pick a Destiny album came out first. Oh wow. Yeah. So I went to Best Buy. I was with Mark. I was a bright-eyed young of the show, Mark. I was a bright-eyed young seventeen-year-old. Mark, being a year older than me, was eighteen. So we <laughs> had just old. we had just watched the Pick of Destiny. So I came across the scene. I'm like, I want this, <laughs> but it has a parental advisory on it. So hold I on, couldn't. pause. Uh, <laughs> Mark was also the best man in Nixon's wedding. Shut up. So, <laughs> so it had a parental advisory sticker on it. So I technically couldn't buy it without parental consent did mark have to buy that for you yeah mark bought it for me <laughs> so we're listening to it on the way home and it's great we're, we're really digging it and then i get home and i walk through the door and my mom literally sees the cd in hand pulls it out and looks at the title tracks on the back i think it was track number five was it was F- it fucker gently yeah <laughs> the classic the quintessential crandall song right there so the problem at hand was my mom immediately confiscated that cd (laughs) why does this song say fuck in the title Uh, yeah and i got yelled at uh for (laughs) circumventing the parental advisory sticker (laughs) so how this worked how this worked out is literally three hours later my dad comes up to the room hands me the cd and says hey man Listen to whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> dad being so bro there, but your dad was also like a big Zeppelin and Pink Floyd guy. Oh like, man, I went through the same thing when I started listening to Zeppelin. My mom was like, "Like he, he's gonna grow up to worship Satan, like that kind of crap." And my dad's like, "That's not how this works." <laughs> uh, this podcast is actually brought to you by the Church of Satan. <laughs> they Church, actually, of, Church of Satan. Uh, making, it's, it's warm. Uh, no, the Church of Satan actually it's a real thing but it's a it's more of a tongue-in-cheek towards like the christian church and they actually do a lot of charitable work and make generous financial donations to really decent causes so a lot better than the uh, scientology church in cornersburg we're not talking about that <laughs> we're getting to the wrong end of religion now <laughs> anyway uh going back to the point of getting yelled at by your mom <laughs> so when i got yelled at by my mom as a kid mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> I want to preface this story with <laughs> my parents uh, <laughs> would sleep naked, which is weird for me to say on a podcast. That's so so but... we're doing this story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this. Let's story. go. So uh, if in. I got yelled at by my parents in the middle of the night, 
like they didn't put on a robe they didn't put on pants it was just like no you got yelled at by a naked parent so you're like it was for sure not making eye contact so you're like not looking at yeah anything. because because bright-eyed young chris king is literally eye level to his dad's dong oh, at that moment so it's like stare at the ground again eye full of dong <laughs> <laughs> go go eye to eye with the one-eyed monster if you will <laughs> so uh one time uh we went to a family reunion this was when i was in junior high and my sisters were in high school i had one sister that was uh that was graduated and then the other one was in upper high school but like me and my youngest sister and my parents went home early from the party because you know you know we're family we're doing our family thing but we leave the two oldest ones there Whatever happens, happens. Be safe, you know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but they weren't safe. <laughs> so they, they were they, anything but safe that they day. They had, you know, a little few uh, beverages <laughs> and made their way home. And um, one, one of my sisters came home and was uh, mostly fine. She snuck up the stairs, got into her bed, and pretended to fall asleep. The other sister was so hammered that she couldn't even make it up the stairs to get to the room to act like she was asleep. And she made so much noise because she kept falling. She was crawling on the stairs and she kept like falling down and making noise. So my mom got up and again, and all of a sudden she's Michael Jordan sitting on a chair <laughs> and just her being like, and I took that personally. <laughs> Modern meme references. I mean, kind of modern. I guess that's technically about a year ago. Yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. Still good. good enough. Uh, <laughs> so, hearing all that noise, uh, again, my parents sleep naked, so my mom gets out of bed. Totally nude. Uh, and his sister, approaches and his my sister, sister got a face full of bush. <laughs> Gross. Gross. I suppose I'm telling the story, though, so it's not much better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that explains why Chris King liked bush beer. Oh, <laughs> gross! God, can we cut that out? That's staying in. That's totally staying in. God, I do like bush beer, but now I'm having second thoughts. Um, so the, my my mom's staying at the top of the steps with her arms crossed, yelling at my sister who is. Too drunk to function to get up the stairs. She's still crawling. And, like, everyone else just pokes their head out of the bedroom doors, looks down the hallway, sees what's going on, sees my mom naked, pulls back in, shuts the door. It was like was like a Partridge family moment where we all just, like, lean out. Nope. Close the doors. Go back to bed. Oh, they're naked. <laughs> Shut the door. And that is uh, how I would get yelled at as a kid. And let me tell you, if you ever want to intimidate your children uh, to listen to what you're saying in the middle of the night, approach them naked when they're old enough to know what naked is because it's like, oh, wow. Nope. So do you nope. think do you think it would have been a little bit better for you if your dad dressed up like Jack Black on uh, TikTok in a Speedo? Oh, man. Jack Black on TikTok in a Speedo is actually my spirit animal. Yeah, but do you think it would look... Is that what your dad would look like in a Speedo? Especially ah. at that time in his life? I don't know. Like, my dad was never, like, uh, like a big gut guy. Mm. Uh, like, well, he was never, like, a fat guy. He was a, he was a gut guy a little bit like myself. But it was because... <clears throat> all the beer. <laughs> ah, parallel. <laughs> yes. Want to have a beer uh, with... <laughs> Chris King's dad. 
It's called a familial familial history of alcoholism. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's alcoholism because I don't need it. Uh, but let me tell it's you, pretty it's pretty darn a, close. It's an enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time here. So anyway, Jack Black in a Speedo is your spirit animal? Yeah. Um, I could see that. Yeah, but I mean, backing up a little bit. Uh, hashtag no, no moms club. Um, is this the first reference of this on the channel? <laughs> think so uh i don't really talk to my mom anymore yeah uh, i don't really talk to my mom and uh this is a safe place for anyone that wants to reach out to the podcast we are at uh tofer nixon want to have a beer on uh, twitter if you want to talk about how you also don't have a mom in your life this is the time to do it it's good it might, <laughs> it's it's, it's okay i was talking to someone about this recently i think it was I don't remember, but I was telling them. That's a really good story, Billy Joe. No, no, no. I'll tell you what I said, though. I was talking about my uh, my trajectory as a human being, uh-huh. and it was my mom left when I was 23, which was great. And literally at that moment is when I like became like almost a pseudo type A person personality and like got really organized. <laughs> so it was kind of like, hey, as soon as my mom was out of my life, like the drama was gone. I could like focus on like being successful. And it was really, really weird, but it worked out great. See, it was the total opposite. So, like, uh, I mean, I was also twenty three, so yeah, I knew I was what was like going on. Sixteen, <laughs> and like, uh, my mom was gone, and then like, she was the one that got me up in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, nice. it was like, oh yeah, I don't set alarms. I just had my mom wake me up whenever it's time. I to mean, go. that must have been nice. My mom was too busy being passed out from uh, Vicodin to wake me up. So, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll say for the No Moms Club, you definitely have it worse than I do. <laughs> Mine's just like a general, like, eh, whatever. Yours is like, oh, it's pretty shitty. Like, when your mom calls you bitchy Richie growing up, that's a, that's a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's not okay. I mean, it was worse when she told me that I was uh, just as uh, verbally and emotionally abusive as my father. That one was great, too. Uh, <laughs> man, that's usually saved for, like, girlfriends to tell yeah. you. You're just like your father. Well, that's what that's what she said to me when I broke up with Katie. She was like, oh, that's good for Katie because you're just as bad as your father. And I was wow. Like, oh, Let me tell you, it's a good thing you are not still with Katie. Yeah. Tell me about it. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> this went way deeper than I thought it was going to. Hey, you're the one that wanted to put it on the freaking schedule. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. like, let's get drunk and talk about No Moms Club. <laughs> so hashtag- It's going to be a great time. <laughs> <laughs> let's try to bracket it with Jack Black to make it funny. <laughs> so Jack Black also had a mom. <laughs> I would assume so. And hopefully he had a better relationship with his mom than we do. Uh, so what's your favorite Jack Black movie? <laughs> um, that's a hard pivot. <laughs> I think I just got whiplash from that one. Uh, so I would say Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda? Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Continue. Tell us about it. I, honestly, I think it's just because of um, it came out like my my senior year of high school. So I, honestly, it seemed a little too like I would be like missed the age bracket there <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but no, um, there's enough like adult humor in it, mostly because it is Jack Black as a as a main character, and I like animated movies more than actual movies. And I mean, he makes really good ramen in there too. And you figure the movie that he was most known for before that was School of Rock, which came out in middle school, and then in between that was Percy Jackson's king kong in which he took on a serious role uh, percy jackson's 
Yeah. Per- Percy Jackson was the writer of The Lightning Thief. <laughs> no, 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 no. Who am I thinking? Or no, wait, was he the main character in The Lightning Thief? No, he was the writer of it. You're thinking of Peter? Peter? Yeah, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Who was the director of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Percy Jackson's King Kong. <laughs> Where King Kong steals <laughs> Whatever. the God of Thunder's power. So what really fudged me up on this is that on a brief like Google search, you can type in Percy Jackson King Kong, and it like, actually takes you to where you want to go, but it's like still works as the previous. <laughs> so it didn't... So it didn't this, Whatever. This is a time point that Google, is, Google's smart. Point is, us. it was a dude whose first name started with a P, whose last name was Jackson's, and he directed the King Kong movie. It came out like 2005-ish, went on a date to go see it, and it was Jack Black in a serious role as like the uh, navigator on the boat or whatever. I don't remember. Yep, yep. But it was... It, it was bad. When you see Jack Black, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't funny. Really good visual effects. Uh, yeah. He, he was not very good in that movie. No, the movie was not very good. I didn't think anybody. Uh, was who'd movie. you go on a date on? How, uh, I don't know. That was my first girlfriend. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's still like movie dates, man. Movie dates in high school were the shit. Yeah, because that was like the freedom I had. Because we were both like fifteen, so no, right? one, no one's driving anywhere. What? Oh, <sighs> so you, did you get the uh, dropped off by the parents movie theater yep. thing? So did each person's parents drop you off or was it like one parent picked up the other one? Uh, My dad picked her up on the way there and dropped us off and her dad picked us up on the way back. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, Did you make out in the back seat? No. Dads. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, your dad, that's okay. No. Her dad, that's not okay. Absolutely not okay. I'm not touching that. (laughs) uh i so my dad dropped me off to my friend's house for buckeye boy state i uh i almost went to that but then i didn't it's a good thing you didn't because it sucked you know who did go to that who did mark uh, mark yeah yeah mark seems like the perfect type for it yeah. i was not the perfect type for it but i was the only one that wanted to go it was there were two dude stop spots from our school there's always two. Oh, there's right. only two from the whole school yep holy shit um so yeah uh, I was the obvious first pick. It was just like, yeah, he's going to do this thing because it's an extracurricular thing and it involves some kind of academia. Yay. Yeah, and that was my friend Mike. You you met Mike. Mike was the one from the um, from that one. I don't know what you're pointing at. What's Mike's last name? It, uh, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. The, the game in the Pong room at Crandall. Oh, that yeah, involved, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So he was the one I went to Boy State with. So I got dropped off at his house. Um, and a weird thing about me and my dad's relationship growing up, I always kissed my dad. Yeah. And, and if like, you could see me right now, my eyes are about the size <laughs> as golf balls. <laughs> so, like, that was the first time, like, he expected me to give him a kiss goodbye since I was, like, 10 or 11. Bye, daddy. Yeah. And so I get, I gave him a kiss goodbye. That's the last time I ever gave my dad a kiss Thank goodbye. Thank God. But I was like 17? That's a little I, odd. I know. I know. And like looking back, it's like, that's a strange thing. But that totally happened. A little odd. It was like, I think it was an overcorrection by my dad. Because I don't think he was loved enough as a kid by his own dad. I think he tried to overlove on me because I was his only son. So how's that working out for you now? Well, you know, it's fine now. <laughs> I have a better relationship with my dad than my mom, so. Hey. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not bad. So, good, moving good, good. on to other Jack Black 
movies. So you mentioned so, school, so, so, so what's your school favorite? of rock. <laughs> so what's your favorite Jack Black movie? Is it uh, School of Rock? My, my favorite Jack Black movie is uh, probably Jumanji. But like, I don't think we need to say much about it because it's just like the best movie that I've, the the most fun movie. Like literally the one that just came out. Uh, no, not the. I haven't seen the most recent one. The OG, well, not the OG, the, 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 the rebrand the, Jumanji, the, 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 the Rock Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, the, the the second coming of Jumanji as opposed to the first or the third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, number two Jumanji. I mean, but it's kind of like. A little bit cliche because it's like Jack Black is playing technically a female, so it's just Jack Black getting to be over the top, which is which kind is, of like his, thing. which is ideal Jack Black. Yeah, well, I mean, like he's also a little bit older now. It's like Jack Black on TikTok. I feel like is ideal Jack Black right now. Yeah, yeah. Where he's doing like weird singing and dancing, and that's where like my spirit animal. He Jack also Black like comes from. he interviewed Tony Hawk for the new Tony Hawk game, and that's like when you got to see the first demo playing of it. Ooh, do you? Uh, oh, you're not on Twitter anymore. So I follow Tony Hawk on Twitter, and almost oh, uh, all of his tweets. I see his tweets on Facebook of him not being like recognized <laughs> yeah. in public. Oh, almost all of his tweets are just like him telling stories about how he's not recognized and how they recognize the last name. Oh, are they? Are you related to Tony Hawk? Yeah, I know him. <laughs> My name's Anthony. What is that short for? What, what could that be shortened to? So that reminds me of the Rush documentary I was telling you about, which is connected to this because Jack Black's in that. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. like an interview in it, and he's yep. like ridiculous, like really high the whole time. I, I actually have a place to go with after this, but, but continue. Um, it there was a scene in that where they had um, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson at like a uh, coffee shop, mm-hmm. and but, was this like comedians of the car getting coffee? No, no, <laughs> but no, no except no. with Jack Black. No, they like went to a coffee shop in Toronto, and like the server like recognized Getty Lee and wanted like all these autographs, but just completely ignored Alex Alex Lifeson's existence. <laughs> And Getty Lee's like, which you, is the way that it yeah. Is. And Getty Lee's like, you want his autograph too? He's like the leader of the band, and she's like, oh yeah. And she walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this guy. Yeah. So um, that's what that made me think of. Oh my goodness. So side side project, side project, side, side bar. bar for that. Um, Jack Black being in actual rock band things. Uh, the Who tribute that VH1 did like yeah. forever ago. Uh, he played. He played. Him and Tenacious D played um, Squeezebox huh. on it, and it was really it's, good. Yeah, it's probably really good. Yeah, they played it really well. But then at the end of it, like he just took off his pants, <laughs> and he's just up there in his underwear with his pants down while they were all cheering him. <laughs> and it, I had like flashbacks to the Funky Skunk story. Do you want? Do you want to tell that story? Yeah, we'll tell that you later. Just, you just brought it up. That'll be some canon for later on the uh, uh, that's podcast. Fair. That's fair. Uh, so any the, the the other Jack Black movies that we need uh, to hold on, I still want to talk here. about School of Rock though. Oh yeah, talk about that. School of Rock being a like a a deadbeat guy as a substitute teacher, but teaching like rock music to kids, like a really cool moment for like music movies because these kids were like actual musicians. You know, it's not like Nick Cannon in Drumline. Which I feel like was the only other one from that period of time of like actual kids in school doing music. You mean you mean the movie where Nick Cannon's supposed to be playing drums, but every time they zoom in on his drums, it's somebody else's hands. <laughs> yep. Because like, listen, 
<laughs> if you if you do music for a little while, you understand like what good hands are for drums, and you're not going to have an actor do those. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a sidebar to the sidebar to the sidebar <laughs> of that too. But I'll get to the school so how many of rock more, thing. How many more phones do I need here? <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. I I'll, I'll I'll make it quick. It's really cool that they got actual kids that are actual musicians to play. Um, the kid who plays guitar in school of rock looks a lot like the kid who is from umbrella Academy who plays five. Have you seen umbrella Academy on Netflix ads for it? Oh, so it's pretty good. Um, it's like X-Men except for super contained and written by Gerard way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause that's based off his comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was literally an X-Men ripoff. Yep. Yeah. Literally an X-Men ripoff, but it's like, it makes it like, x-men meets fantastic four kind of because it makes it a family dynamic um which is pretty cool even though later on in marvel that's like exactly what later on fantastic four is because when the richards have kids it's it's they're considered mutants um but that's neither here nor there um so sidebar to the sidebar to the sidebar That pause was not only for me to think, but for you to edit. Because I, I'm not going to edit. We're just going to let it go. God, really, I can't remember. It really inspires how hammered you are. <sighs> really works. Damn. So anyway, the kid that played guitar in uh, School of Rock got arrested in 2019 for uh, stealing an $800 uh, Epiphone guitar. Epiphone? Yep. What the fuck is Epiphone? It's like the it's like a Gibson Junior brand. That's what my hmm. that's what my Les Paul is. It's an Epiphone. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. So he got arrested for that. Well, there's and there's sick. video of it. So yikes. But anyway, um, so while you think, uh, I was watching the new Netflix series, The History of Swears, mm-hmm. um, and they <laughs> hosted uh, by Nick Cage. Yes. So um. <laughs> Sarah Silverman is in School of Rock. She's the uh, his roommate's like girlfriend. Yeah. Um. She was saying in the first episode, it's based on the word fuck, and in the interview of her for that episode, she was like, "Yeah, we were doing School of Rock, and because it's PG thirteen, you're you're allowed to have one use of fuck, but it can't be sexually related. So we were doing School of Rock, and we. She's like, I tried to convince them." to not use it through the entire movie until the very end and just have the entire cast yell fuck at once. And, she, <laughs> and then she was like, obviously they didn't do that. So. <laughs> that would have been a really great use of it. Yeah. There's a, so like um, Marvel movies are mostly PG 13 as well. Yeah. Like Deadpool and Logan were different cause they were in the Fox universe, but like they're technically kind of Canon now, mm-hmm. but there hasn't been a Deadpool movie since Disney reacquired Marvel. And, yeah. and the Deadpool rights. So what uh, the internet has really been hoping for for those movies is that like they have Deadpool as like a side character for a Marvel movie at some point, and like he's trying to strategically use the f bomb, the one f bomb that they're allowed to use, <laughs> um, and then like someone random just uses it without him knowing it, and he like starts going off on a swear tangent that they have to bleep out the whole time <laughs> because the one dude used used the F-bomb before he could. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that'd be a great fourth wall moment. It's it's too perfect to actually be in there because someone else has already thought about it in like the most perfect way. Yeah. But speaking of movies 
there's another movie with Jack Black <laughs> called High Fidelity. Which I haven't seen, so tell me about it. I want to talk about it's with, um, oh shit, Jack Cusack. There we go. Um, John Cusack. John Cusack. Which actually, Jack is a, uh, like, you know how like Joe is short for Joseph? Yeah. Jack is technically short for John. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause that's why they all, that's why the Kennedy family called John F. Kennedy Jack. Yeah. Which is also funny because he was Jacqueline Kennedy too. Jackie. Yeah. So it's like, which Jack is kind and, of like, Jack Marilyn, and Jackie! which is kind of like Marilyn Monroe. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, oh, ouch. Oh, <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. Uh, so yeah, uh, with John Cusack. So John Cusack runs this record store and it's like, you know, it's, it's one of those kinds of movies where it's like music, like is just like kind of per- pushing most of what's going on in the plot. But uh, Jack Black plays, uh, a character that's just like the worst kind of person in a record store where he's someone that doesn't actually work there, but he's there every day and he's there for like the entirety of the day. Mm-hmm. And he's just like pestering people about music and pestering them about their music tastes and um, what's good and what's not good. And he just wants to keep on putting on music on the radio. Uh, so it says, <laughs> essentially jack black in high fidelity is like i know i don't even want to say it i don't even want to say he's the worst kind of person to be running any kind of music anything he's a person that's not actually involved in music but like is a big fan of what it is but like the worst kind of fan the toxic kind of fan like throwing it in your face here it is um but the movie itself high quality do you recommend it? Uh, it ranks up there with uh, Empire Records as the same kind of thing where it's like this record store movie. And it's it's a good time. If you like record stores, if you like um, kind of like that indie music scene, I would absolutely recommend watching it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what is, uh, what's another Jack Black movie on the list? We, we were talking about Shallow Howl. Oh, boy. There isn't really much to say about it. It's a... Uh, <laughs> a low point in Gwyneth Paltrow's career. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's towards the beginning of uh, Jack Black getting main movie roles. That was in 2001, so that's early for him. Yeah, I feel I feel like that was uh, right after Orange County. Um, I want to say. No, it was right before. Wow, because Orange County felt like the one that would have led him into Shallow Hell. Yeah, no. All right, that's funny. Yeah. Well, sure. Orange County is a better movie anyway. Tell us about Orange County. Dude, I haven't seen Orange County in freaking forever. Who's in Orange County? So I think it was um, it wasn't Tom Hanks's son, right? Yeah, Colin Hanks. Yeah, I think that's who like the main character was for it. Yep. So he was a dude at Stanford, I think. Yeah, I don't know, man. I haven't seen that movie in a minute, so I'm just gonna read you the blurb. Oh, from Wikipedia. All right, Wikipedia blurbs ah. brought to you by the Topher and Nixon podcast. Uh, want to have a beer? Here we go. This is just what's on the Google page when you search it. Ready? Here is the number one NASCAR fan of the world, Nixon. Shut up. (laughs) A smart high school student with his heart set on going to Stanford is horrified when his guidance counselor accidentally sends the wrong transcript with his college application. He spends the rest of the film trying to prove that he's actually a good student with a terrific grade point average. That's actually uh, that's pretty ideal. Yeah, yeah, it was a a fun movie. I, I enjoyed it watching it. It doesn't have great reviews. I liked it more than I liked uh, Shallow Hal. Where? Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, wow. So, what do you want for the reviews? 
What what review? it was just listed on it. So IMDb, IMDb, yeah, IMDb is six point two out of ten, which I guess isn't terrible. I mean, it's a, it's a gentleman six if Rot- you Rotten watch tomato- a, if you listen to a blank check. Rotten Tomatoes is forty six percent. Ooh, that's and pretty rough. Real views is two out of five. All right, but want- Google users eighty two percent of them like the movie. Oh well, that's Google users. I would like to hear what uh what the same score that was for. That was for Orange County. For Orange County, where the score is for Shallow How. <laughs> uh, so it had that run where it was on TV a lot. So yep. yeah, no, it's it's a really good cable movie. Five point nine on IMDb. So same ballpark. Lower, little bit lower. Forty nine percent on Rotten Tomato, a little higher. Wow. And then wow, forty eight percent on Metacritic, and then eighty eight percent Google users. Ooh, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. I expected it to be higher on Google. I did not expect it to be higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was only like two percent higher. It's not a big deal. It is. It's. It's a. It's one of those movies that doesn't get made nowadays. Like, which is good. Yeah, you don't. You don't make like all of these fat joke references yeah. in a movie nowadays like that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about other bad Jack Black movies. For instance, Goosebumps. Uh, hold on. Was it good? Hold, uh, I didn't hold, see it. Hold, pump the. It I'm, looked terrible. I'm, I'm, it looked I'm, terrible. I'm stomping. I am the. I am the driving instructor that you used to be. Stomping on the it floor right now. Terrible. It was fun. What was it? It's not bad. It's not great, but it's like, uh, what you? Wow, that the actually has, that of, has significantly better reviews than the other two ooh, movies. Give give us give us the percentages. Uh, so we got a six point three, so it's only a point one higher than Orange County. Yeah, but a seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes and ooh. a three out of five on Common Sense. Whatever the hell the last that what? is. What? <laughs> Where'd you bring up Common Sense? What it says. What is it though? I don't know. It, there's another word on there that I can't. Common Sense Media. <laughs> and then it, it's another word that i can't pronounce no i couldn't Media. see it because it was m dot 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 oh okay. m ellipses and yeah. then 89 percent of google users so they're all like in the same google user ballpark well i mean that that kind of makes sense okay, i feel fine. like jack black movies are usually pretty popular they're like adam sandler movies are usually pretty popular yeah. with the general public how about nacho libre how'd you feel about that uh that's a fine one uh that's an underrated one in my mind because i don't like it that much but a lot of people actually like it, and I think it's better than what I think it is. Did you ever see The Holiday? Ooh, I don't think so. It's a romance slash comedy movie. Which it sounds like it's up my alley, then. <laughs> well, he's in it. I'm and, a big uh, rom-com guy, and it sounds like a Christmas movie. Apparently, it's going to be on E! tomorrow at 10.30 in the morning. So, uh, No thanks. If it's on E!, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> so, apparently, so this, this is the cast. Jude Law. Wow. Cameron Diaz. Wow. Kate Winslet. Wow. Jack Black. <laughs> Actual people are in that movie, yeah. and it sounds like garbage. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, Hans Zimmer did the music score. Wow. Rotten God. Tomatoes, 50%. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's only one, one movie that we haven't touched on it, enough. It's, well, it's not Tropic Thunder, is it? Oh, wow. We didn't even bring up Tropic Thunder at all. Go into Tropic Thunder. Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, okay. Uh, all, tro- all, Tropic all, I have, Thunder. all I have from that is never go full retard. So, <laughs> God. <laughs> the one quote that we probably shouldn't say on the podcast. Too late. <laughs> what was the, what did they I'm a dude disguised as a dude say? dressed as another dude. What did they say on the, um, the edited version for TV? It's like never go full stupid or something like that. Oh, there is. Uh, cool. <laughs> this brings me back to another point I wanted to make earlier. Um. 
I love cable um, reworkings of lines for movies like that. Um, but one one of my favorite all time cable movies, bringing up Adam Sandler again, uh, The Longest Yard. It's a great movie that's just on TV to just watch. I know it's a remake. The original kind of sucks. I was okay with the original. It's it's okay. It's like, but it's, the thing that brings it back around is that Burt Reynolds is in the remake. Yeah, so is the and guy. And Burt Reynolds is the best part of the original. Yeah, so was the guy that was the um, the quarterback for the cops. Now, had they had Jim Brown in the original, I would have been more about that. Because, like, that was the time to have Jim Brown in that movie. But he wasn't in there. Uh, so, but the second best, actually, the better one, but, like, the probably less less well-regarded one because i feel like adam sandler movies get like bumped up a little bit for adam sandler that is in the same vein same sport same kind of movie um and also like a cable hit the replacements keanu reeves oh my god so good yeah i know it's so good keanu reeves playing former ohio state quarterback shane falco throwing to random fast guy chasing down a guy stealing food from a convenience store Clifford Franklin played by Orlando Jones was that his name I think so yeah um so great some of my favorite movie quotes of all time um had had Clifford Franklin um lining up at wide receiver when he decided to get his like groove on because he couldn't catch the ball he was really fast but he couldn't catch and he was looking at this cornerback and he's like Clifford Franklin is looking for a new Oh, <laughs> such a great movie line. <laughs> so going back to the longest story, the original, before we get back into Jack Black stuff, mm-hmm. Richard Keel was in that movie. I don't know who Richard, Richard Keel, Keel is. is the giant ass dude from Happy Gilmore that says, <laughs> I'll meet you in the parking lot after the match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is amazing. He's yes. also dead. He is. I think he, he died he, like a couple he, years ago. He died ago. in 2014. Wow, that was more than a couple years ago. Yeah, for sure. That was seven years so ago. So you know what movie that we haven't really talked about a lot here is... It's a Jack Black movie? Yeah, is Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. There we go! The greatest of the Jack Black movies. It brings us back around. It's a cult classic, obviously. Yeah, but it is also, I feel like, his greatest role. Because he's he's just playing him, first of all. Yeah, and, well, kind of. It's, it's like... Um, I feel like it's like the Blues Brothers, where yeah. it's like one of these movies where it's just such a great like reference point for what was going on in music. Let's at that talk about people that magically appeared in that movie. Mm. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl was Beelzebub. the devil. Ben Stiller was the guitar center worker. Yes. Uh, Tim Robbins was the stranger. Ooh, I forgot about that. Ronnie James Dio, obviously himself. Yep. Uh, Amy Poehler was a truck stop waitress. Uh, that was pre-super famous Amy Poehler. Yep. I think that was still SNL Amy Poehler. Yep. Um, Meatloaf as Jack Black's dad. Meatloaf, one of the great, one of the greatest random in inputs for anything ever. Like he's been in random TV commercials. He was in Rocky Horror Picture Show, which wasn't as random because he was like a star back then still. But like. You put meatloaf in something and it's like, is that meatloaf? You ready for random ass people that you know of that are either unlisted or just appeared as like a random person? Hit me. Um, Fred Armisen. Ooh. Security SNL. guard. Security guard number one. Yep. There's another SNL. John C. Riley. 
Ooh, Dr. Cox? Sasquatch. <laughs> um, Colin Hanks. Drunk, oh. drunk, fat, frat dude. Orange County, next movie. Drunk, frat dude. Yep. Um, crap, there was another one here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <sighs> um, Jason Siegel. Wow, Frat that was uh, that was before he made it big as a movie star again, but mm-hmm. post when he was semi a breakout in Freaks and Geeks. If you yep. haven't seen Freaks and Geeks yet, very good. Yeah, because it's uh, that's for the listeners. It's him and James Franco, uh, and uh, Seth Rogen too, oh, and yeah. uh, Linda Cardarelli yeah. was the main character in that. Really good cast. Also, just uh, it's like what is it like? 12 episodes yeah i think it's only one season right it's uh, it didn't even make it the whole season yeah. i don't think and it's just like a really fun like 80s reference thing with like good music but like well written too just a, a shame that that thing got canceled the way that it did without it'd be it'd be real nice if they did a reboot of freaks and geeks with like a younger audience yeah uh it also had unlisted appearances by david Cochner, who was champ kind in the anchorman series oh and also will ferrell was in that movie somewhere who was un- unaccredited so huh. that gives me something to look forward to ne- next time i watch that <laughs> but yeah no so a lot of really good people in that movie which i think really ties it together i mean when you have like the first 10 minutes and you're getting hit in the face with jack black meatloaf and james dio ronnie james dio it's kind of like this is going to good places yep yep and then you hit um in california with uh Kyle Gass with his long fake hair doing the uh, <laughs> doing classical gas on the guitar. <laughs> this is Bach and it rocks. It's a rock block of Bach. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to hear you cover the entirety of everything. I've uh, I've played it with Mark before. Like Mark and like actually cover the uh, the vocal line. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, we did, we did it a couple times when we were younger. We're gonna throw that up on the uh, YouTube stream whenever we are on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, one day. Who's to <laughs> one <say>? day. <laughs> Who is to say? But no, um, the movie's great. It has a lot of cool stuff in it that I think is hilarious. But I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Like I kind of liked it. I liked the music, but it was just an okay movie. Um, now same I way in uh hilarious. the first time i watched it was on your suggestion i watched it and i was like this is fine yeah. and then i like it more every time i watch it and i feel the same way about blues brothers and i like school of rock a lot more the first time i watched it and i like it a little bit less every yeah, time i watch it i agree then. it gets it's more like, cheesy every time i see it exactly and, i mean cheese is fine cheese is necessary you know what other movie i like every more and more every time i see it hmm. beer fest uh yeah i haven't seen it for like like i'm gonna sound like a teenager i'm gonna sound like a teenager right now i saw it in hd for the first time ever on um i think hulu or netflix has it on right now and i didn't realize how much like how much boob was in that movie how much nip there was Mm -hmm. that i couldn't really see because it wasn't in hd Mm. (laughs) speaking of other funny things in hd movies like that weren't originally like in hd Uh um somewhere i have a blu-ray copy of Spaceballs. And it's hilarious because when they show Dark Helmet for the first time, you can see the styrofoam lining inside the helmet <laughs> around Rick Moranis's head. I, you know, that's that's something that I would love to like have someone explain to me that actually knows what's going on. How do they like? Did was the original filming that much more high fidelity that they like ha- already had that, but it's only been mass produced now? 
in that same fidelity? I have no idea. Because it's amazing how they take old movies like that and it's like, oh, no, I can see everything now. I mean, they even do that kind of with, like, historical World War II footage. Well, they colorize it. Like, well, they uh, colorized war, that it. World War II in color Yeah, they also have World War II in HD. Yeah. Yeah. Looks so. looks great, but, like, you could still tell, like, the little bit of graininess. But there, there's obviously some kind well, of doctoring where they, so like, here, make it a little bit smoother. Here's what I think. Um, and this is not an educated opinion mm-hmm. at all. This is just me thinking right now in the moment. I think for movies, like, specifically in the 80s, because they were still shot to be displayed on a big-ass screen, right? Mm-hmm. So I think with the technology available at the time to mass produce it, they weren't able to maintain the... Because that's you still have the pixel depth going across that, really. Um, so if they just take that and format it to Blu-ray, it's probably about the same amount of pixels across. Just If you take it from, tighter. like, a, you know, what is it, like a 20 by 30 foot screen... And you put it on like a a fifty inch TV. I don't think you have to downgrade it much. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe that does work like that. I don't know. That's not it's not a bad point. Yeah, I need to find someone who actually knows stuff about that. Yeah, we mm. should have them on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, what's your favorite uh, Jack Black random moment? Non movie wise, just uh, uh, American Idol, Kiss from the Rose. <laughs> From, Des- ba- from, Batman, it. from Batman Returns, <laughs> the most sensitive of all the Batmans, which is wrong. It's from Batman Forever, which is, which is not the most sensitive of the Batmans. Batman Forever is maybe the first favorite movie I can remember having. I had a hat for Batman Forever. Dude, I had a hat. I also had a bunch of action figures. Like, that is probably, that was probably my favorite movie of, like, 1996. <laughs> yeah, that, if it's not, it's not 96, it's 97. So. Well, I thought uh, Batman and Robin was 97 think that was 98 uh mm. pausing for yeah, killing pause. time for nixon to google it I, it was either uh, my favorite jack black random moment <clears throat> is actually jack black on tiktok because jack black <laughs> on tiktok is essentially what i am in real life it's unfortunate but yeah i'm an old dude with a big gut that uh jumps around does random things and sings random songs yeah it's, it's literally what i do uh, 1995 was Batman Forever. Wow. Wow. I was five when that came out. It was July 15th of 1995. I was six when that came out. I was four. <laughs> and I remember going to see it at the movie theater. Wow. Yeah, because I went to see it at that movie theater that was in the Austin Town Plaza. Uh, so the last movie that I saw in that Austin Town Plaza theater was Jurassic Park in 94. And the next movie that I ever saw in any movie theater ever after that was Without a Paddle in 2004. Yeah, because my parents never wow. took me to another movie again. Let's see. So the the first movie I remember seeing there was Batman Forever. The last movie I saw there was the Jimmy Neutron movie. Wow. Yeah. Jimmy Neutron reference on the Topher and Nixon want to have <laughs> yeah. a beer podcast. So no, every year for Thanksgiving, we used to go to whatever family members house dinner was at and then we'd go to a movie so that's like one year we saw the when the rugrats movie came out that's when we went to see it oh that's not bad yeah um yeah i don't know i saw a lot of movies i saw i'm pretty sure i saw toy story in theaters four times wow not by my choice i mean i remember seeing lion king in the movie theater too so that's probably like one of the first ones i saw so like before jurassic park my grandma 
uh, used to take me to movies. Like she would just she would just take me like Toys R Us and then we go see a movie, and it was like obviously the greatest time ever because who yeah. doesn't want to go to a toy store and then see a movie and we we would see they would have matinees that were like classic disney movies so yeah. i remember seeing snow white i saw snow white once and uh yeah. pinocchio pinocchio was the last one that i remember i think i probably saw cinderella too but i know for sure snow white and pinocchio and had the pinocchio vhs before it went back in the disney vault um i think my mom took all of those yeah so that was a uh, mom's club no mom's club. Uh, bringing um, it back around. No, so my grandma, we used to go to, with all of her foster kids, which sucked. Um, <laughs> fucking foster kids. So, so <laughs> let me paint you a word picture. <laughs> so we would load up the family station wagon. My grandparents were in the front two seats. Was it the station wagon that had the three rows, but the back row was facing the back? Yes. I love those station wagons. That was one of the station wagons. There were multiple station wagons. Uh, There was one that was like that with the back row facing the back. And I used to try to sit in the back. And then another one had like, um, so two rows and then two seats in the back that faced each other, like on the sides facing in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, so we load up the family station wagon. So there'd be my grandparents in the front two seats, three of the foster kids in the second row, and then me plus another one of the foster kids in the back row or even my cousin and then we'd go to craniacs ah i still have never even been there i've been in the parking lot one time well because it was like there was like a line around the building and i was like oh yeah so we would would go to craniacs and then we'd deal with that and then we go across the street in that plaza there there was a movie theater on the back side that we would go to oh um, I saw a Toy Story there. I saw Pocahontas, Snow White, when that got replayed. Pocahontas, real good uh, Disney movie. Mel Gibson's in that, so. Oh, he plays John Smith, doesn't he? He sure does. Weird. That was like right at the uh, start of actual celebrities doing voiceovers for like animation. Yep. Like you had uh, Jonathan Jonathan Taylor Thomas doing uh, Young Simba in The Lion King. That was I a mean, little bit before that. Hold on. Who was um what was his name was uh was older Simba? Who's uh, like a big deal? Um uh, James Earl Jones? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. That's no. Mufasa. Yeah, that's Mufasa. Um Wow. Oh, I don't know who does older Simba. Oh no my idea. god. Um fill time. Oh, I'm going to feel like so, an asshole for not knowing uh, this. Philip before I named him Philip. Everyone wanted me to call him Simba he because he's Simba. an orange cat. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick did old Simba? Yeah. He was Are the, you serious? Yeah, he was the adult, the adult All right, version. That's officially the second best Matthew Broderick role. <laughs> first best is obviously Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Third best is now The Producers. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. There you go. Holy shit. You didn't realize that. I, I, I knew that. No, I had no idea. See, I knew that. But here we are. Wow. All right. No, that there it is. And Whoopi Goldberg was one of the hyenas. hyenas. And so was Rowan Atkinson, a.k.a. Mr. Bean. Yep. Wasn't he the the uh, goofy one? Yeah. And then Cheech Marin was the... Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Cheech Marin was the, the stoner son. <laughs> oh, wow. Someone, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like... That was a, like an A-list crew right there. Yep. That's why it was a big deal. You didn't even have the fucking B-squad on anything. Exactly. What I'm confused about right now is why I typed that in 
I'm looking at the cast of The Lion King and Seth Rogen appears. Because uh, I believe he was Timon in the... The remake, right? The remake, the John Favreau remake. John Favreau, really great Hollywood writer, director, actor. I feel like that Lion King is the worst thing he's ever done. Yeah, because that was that motion capture thing that you hate. So Yeah, yeah. The mocap. But in, even worse than that, it wasn't just mocap. It was that mocap where they like... We'll talk about mocap more in-depthly when we do our Star Wars episode. We'll talk about the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We will. Damn. All right. So we did it. We said that we'd make a Jack Black episode, <laughs> and we did it. We fucking did it. If <laughs> that, That's one podcast in the bank. Next podcast. <laughs> if we were still doing musical outros to this podcast, there would be, like, infinite choices. We could do more than words, like he did from Jimmy Fallon. We could do squeeze box, like from The Who. We could do uh, tribute, which would probably be the, be the one that we do. We could also or, do, we could do Wonder Boy. Or Wonder Boy, definitely. Or <laughs> Fucker Gently. Or Kielbasa. Uh, kielbasa I don't know as well. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be kind of hard. We'd have to take time it's to about practice butt, it. It's about butt sex. Cowboy butt sex? No. <laughs> Sodomy. <laughs> <laughs> we could also do Double Team, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> or we could do anything that was in School of Rock. Or we could do the song Lee, because my middle name's Lee. We're talking fucking Lee. Yeah. Uh, Lee is the worst middle name ever. Yeah. Because it's like so androgynous. Like, it can go either way. It can can go either way, but it can go either way, and like only douchebags have the middle name Lee. (sighs) And then I start some lyrics, and you can't believe I'm thinking it up. Never fucking stop it. I can't believe this is happening. It's inward singing, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that was the uh, last Jack Black reference to the Jack Black episode of the Want to Have a Beer podcast with Nixon and Topher. Uh, you got any closing thoughts over there? Um, I think Jack Black is underrated, and I think that he has brought more humor and joy to my generation than what is recognized. I feel like a lot of people would think my age group thinks that Adam Sandler is like the the prime comedian for me growing up, but I actually think Jack Black's better. I think Jack Black took over for Adam Sandler. Well, most people would say that Will Ferrell took over for Adam Sandler. So. Yeah, I think Jack Black uh, is probably the one that has aged better than Will Ferrell. Yeah, I agree. All right, and uh, and as always, nay, we are but men. Rock. <laughs> <laughs>